0: Today I want to talk about confirmation. Confirmation, it's something that we do and somebody has to confirm. Prove. Approve. Something has to be endorsed. Approved and it has to be confirmed. When it's confirmed, it has to be confirmed with something. You just can't confirm. Confirm something without any proof, without any evidence. And, like the Lord Jesus, when He came, how would people know that He is the Son of God? How would people know that He was sent by God? There has to be some proof. There has to be something to confirm that He is the Son of God. And He practically, He practically um, showed them by performing signs And wonders and miracles and healing and so forth. And, uh, before I go into a few scriptures to share, I just have two, two, a few slides, full slides to show. So, I'll leave to the guys in the audio. Thank you. Okay. Um, beginning the first, about the gentleman, uh, he was paralyzed. For two years, he could not walk. Uh, he had hypertension. He had a kidney failure. And um I think he had one of his kidneys removed. And he was left alone. And he had, I think, uh, he had some uh, wives. I don't know how many, probably two or three. But all of them left him. And he was struggling on his own. And um, her sister witnessed him and brought him along. So in the beginning you could see they were carrying him down. And as soon as he got baptized, he came out of the water walking. And he was just telling everybody there that he was healed. He could walk. He felt his heart beat, went back to normal. Uh, the lady, the lady was blind. And she was also crippled, she could not walk. So she went into the waters of baptism and came out of the waters, eyes opened. So as she was talking to the crowd of spirit fills there, she told them in Pigeon, she said, I went into the waters blind, I could not see, and as I came out, I can see everybody, I can see all of you standing here. Said, you could hear everybody, you know, happy, clapping. So, the talk that I want to give is based on confirmation. God confirms everything that we do. God confirms every word that we speak. The Spirit-filled church, the Spirit-filled church, everything that we do, God confirms everything. And we read in Mark chapter 16, and it's in verse 15. There's only one script, one uh, verse in here. Uh, that I like to highlight here. But we'll read from verse fifteen down and it says says, and he said unto them, Go ye unto all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. <coughs> he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And this son shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak me <coughs> they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it shall not get them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And into verse 19 it says, "So, So then, after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And in verse 20, is the verse that I like, it says, And they went forth and preached everywhere, and the Lord working with them, and confirming the word with signs following, Amen. And all the people said, Amen. When the Lord spoke, we're reading verse 15 down into verse 18. When the Lord spoke about signs following, uh, he did not just spoke, but he went on to confirm it. Now, I look at the Bible. I look at the Bible and this, this thought came to be. This thought came to be some years ago. Some years ago when I sat watching the TV, and you know the Twin Towers in America, Twin Towers in New York came crumbling down, and the president made a statement. He addressed the whole nation. He addressed the whole nation of USA, and he told them, and at the end, he made a statement at the end, and he said, We will not have mercy on you. We, will, we know who you are. We will not have any mercy on you. God have mercy on you. And he finished off his statement. And at that time, it made me think. It made me thinking. And when I picked up the Bible and started reading through, I saw the Bible as, as an arsenal that is filled with every weapon known to mankind, not to destroy, not to destroy, but to bring men to salvation. Bring men to God. We also see the Bible as a book of law. It's a book filled with parables. It's a book that heals. And it's a book that has solution and answers to every problem. Every problem. Any situation that we face. The Bible has answers. There is not one thing that there is not one thing that the Lord left unanswered. There is not one thing that the Lord just left hanging and said, I will attend to it later. No. The Lord gave everything possible to mankind. And the thing that I like about the Bible, it is also a book of invitation. It invites people. It invites people. Where you are, where you are where you are staying, at the four corners of the head, what kind of culture, tradition, background, customs that you come from, God invites everybody and makes them one. And all the people says. Amen. God invites everybody and makes them one. And we'll read in Mark chapter 17. Sorry, Mark. There is no seventeen. Seven. And there's so many, there's so many things that the Lord did. There's so many things that the Lord did in his lifetime, three and a half years on earth. And what the Bible records, it just is just a fraction of what the Lord did. There's so many things that the Lord did. Probably some of you are not recording in the Bible. There's so many. In the Bible, there's so many stories, but I just picked up one story, and it talks about how he healed this particular person. And we read in Mark chapter seven and verse one thirty one. Verse thirty one, and again departing from the coast of Tyre into Sidon, he came unto the Sea of Galilee through the midst of the coast of Bicapolis. And they bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they beseech him to put his hand upon him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers into his ears and his spit and touched, touched his tongue. And looking up into heaven, he sighted and said unto him, Unto him, Ephapata. And that is, be opened. And straightway his ears were opened. And the string of his tongue was loosened and he spoke again, and he charged them that they should tell no man. But the more he charged them, so much more a great deal they published it, and were beyond measure, astonished and saying, sorry, saying, He hath done all these things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. So here we read about Lord. Healing, uh, lay healing, a miracle which he performed. And the Bible here tells us that this particular person was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they besieged him that he would put his hand upon him. So he took him aside. The Lord takes him aside and puts his hand into his ears. And he spat and he touched his tongue. But the part that I like is that and straightway he sees was open in verse thirty-five. Straightway he sees were open, and the string of his tongue was loosened, and he spoke again. The string of his tongue probably talks about the impediment or difficulty in speech. And he charged them that they should tell no men. But the more he charged them, the so much more, so much the more, a great deal they published it. Now, Lord Jesus went, he, he did not only perform the miracle, but He told them, He said, don't tell anybody. But the more He told them, don't tell anybody, the more they wanted them to speak. The more they went on. And they told, they started talking. They started talking. Now, there's the, the testimonies that we hear. Testimonies that the Lord performs. And also, this this particular miracle, this testimony, a particular miracle, healing that the Lord performed, this person had an impediment of speech. Now, at one time, at one time, at one stage of our lives, we all had an impediment of speech. Whether it was physical, whether it was psychological, mentally, all of us never knew about God. We never spoke about God. We never spoke about the things of the Lord. We never knew about Lord. And we never spoke in tongues. We never heard about the Holy Spirit. But the Lord touched us. The Lord touched us. And that impediment that we had was done away with. And we all spoke in tongues. We all spoke in tongues. And the things we could not hear. Now we begin to hear. The things which we are blind to, now we can see. The Lord opened up our eyes. The Lord opened up our ears. So that we can see, understand and comprehend the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now, we read on into Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18. This talks about... The promises that God made with Abraham. And we read in verse 18, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18, and it says that, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Sorry, I'll read from verse 17 down. Verse 17 says, Weigh in God willing more abundantly, to show unto the heirs of the promise the immutable immutability of his counsel, confirmed it with an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to to lay hold upon the hope that it lay upon the hope set before us. Now, there are two things... Immutable things where it is very impossible for God to lie. One is the salvation message. One is the salvation message. The salvation message to repent, be born again. Receiving of the Holy Spirit with the biblical evidence of speaking in other tongues. God will never lie. And the other thing is the signs that follow. The signs that follow to confirm. Confirm the salvation message. God will never lie. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. And we're going into Hebrews chapter 12. Just a few more scriptures before we finish. Hebrews chapter 12. And in verse 2. In verse 2 it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who was for the joy that was set before him, and endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I like this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. When I, when, I, when I went from primary school, when I went from primary school and went on to high school, when I went on to high school, uh, my dad transferred me, from a government school into a school that was run by the Church of England so that I would have a better education. And we had all our teachers were all from Australia and from England. And I walked in my very first time. We had a science class and I walked into this science class and it was our first time to work with microscopes. So there was each microscope at each table, and we all stood. And our teacher, an Australian, is from Mount Isa, George Bell. He said, "Every one of you, just pluck a air out, take some dirt from your finger, find whatever you can, and place it, place it on the slide glass, and put it under the microscope." And they have numbers given. And we had to adjust all those numbers. we had to adjust all those numbers until the microscope became very, very clear when the microscope very, became very clear, how oh, we, we could see things that were we could not see with our naked eyes and we had to record down those numbers. We had to record Nelson those numbers, and the teacher told us that. These numbers will become your focal point. Each time when you walk in and put something under the microscope, you adjust to those two particular numbers which you recorded, and it becomes a focal point. Through those numbers, you will see everything that you cannot see with your naked eye. You will see everything. And we're really here, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Author the person that started our faith and the finisher, the person that will make perfect our faith, becomes our focal point in our walk in the Lord. As we get our walk in the Lord right, when I came along, the doctor said, told me before I came along, you're not going to walk again. You're going to spend your rest of your life in a chair, wheelchair. But when I got baptized, when I got baptized and came up from the waters of baptism, I did not receive, but I walked. I received two weeks later. But my physical healing, my physical healing went parallel with the things of the Lord that I had to understand. As I grew spiritually and started to clearly understand the things of the Lord, and start to confirm that, yes, this is from the Lord, physically, I started to see healing. I started to witness the healing in myself. As I grew spiritually, got more involved in the things of the fellowship, more in pray fast, more in the meetings, more in fellowship, more in activities, more in outreaching, more in witnessing. And I like witnessing because I always wanted to argue. And I always wanted to argue, win arguments. Until the pastors told me, said, Martin, you're not here to win arguments. We are here to win the person. You're not here to win the arguments. Oh, okay. Because I found that as I argued, I started chasing some away, some people away. So as I grew in the Lord, physically, the Lord healed me. Gradually, gradually, I fully recovered. When I fully recovered, and I looked back, and at that time, I learned a lot of things. I saw a lot of miracles. The Lord confirmed a lot of things in my walk in the Lord. The last scripture is in 1 Peter chapter 4, and verse 10, 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10. It says, as every man hath received the gift, which is the Holy Spirit, even so minister the same one to the other to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God, if any man minister, let him do it, as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. And all the people said. Amen. "Amen." The Lord has given us the Holy Spirit. And everything that we do. We do it to the ability that God has given us. And beyond the things that we cannot do. We know it's the Lord's. We do our part. The Lord will do do his part. We pray knowing that the Lord will heal. It is not us who is going to heal. The Lord will heal. The Lord will confirm. Our job is to sow the seed. Preach the gospel. And the Lord will confirm. The Lord will confirm with signs following. Amen.